and welcome to yet another solo edition of Beyond the Present podcast. My name is Daniel Mulgan, and welcome to this episode dedicated entirely to the issue of racism. You see, unfortunately, I don't have to remind you about uh, the damage that has been caused not only to uh, you know communities all across America, but all over the world after the death of George Floyd. And we are all sorrow, and we just can't believe uh, the harsh reality that we are currently now dealing with. So today I would like to talk about uh, racism from a different angle. I'm talking about how we can actually er- eradicate it once and for all. I'm not going to dive you know, deep into why we have racism, why we have this issue right now, because we all know that the reasons go back to our history. We all know that this is not just the first time that we've seen a member of African-American community has been mistreated by the police officers. And I don't know how long will this continue, but this is simply has gone on for far too long. And we are now at a point where we have to say that enough is enough. And from my point of view, what really are, is currently happening right now all across the world is a new level of awareness. We are seeing that people around the world are now waking up to the harsh reality and the consequences of racism. And the death of George Floyd hopefully will teach us to look at this issue a bit differently, and more importantly, to take it very, very seriously. So uh, as of today, we have seen people all across the world stand up to this issue, and uh, they're expressing their anger to the governments around the world, to authorities, and and of course, to anyone who harbors such racist beliefs. And I believe that they are doing the right thing, and I'm totally with them in this regard. Uh, But for now, for today, I would like to basically talk about a solution, because I believe that we should focus less than 10% of our attention on the problem and about 90% on the solutions. And that's what I learned from my mentors. And I would like you guys to have the same perspective. Yes, we can talk for days, for weeks and months about how horrific what happened to George Floyd was. And that's so true. And we are all very sorry to have lost another black person just because of the mistreatment of you know, the police, uh, basically, and law enforcement. But talking about the problem will not solve it. And I'm seeing this right now all across the media. People are talking so much about why it happened, how it happened, what was, what were the details of that situation exactly? And who was uh, to be blamed here? And uh, we need to find justice. These are all important. And I'm pretty sure that hopefully justice will be served and uh, the officer or the officers in charge of this situation will be punished. But the real problem, the real underlying cause That's what nobody's talking about because racism needs to be eliminated in the modern world. There is no place for racism. And it is my best, you know, deepest wish and hope that at some point we actually stop um, somehow paying so much attention to details and instead focus on the real underlying cause. Why is it that in the world of the 20th century, we had a major, major war, the world war, the second world war, of course, caused because of a racist person who thought that Jews are out there to, you know, get the world. We've already seen the damage done to the world. We've already seen what that does. We've already seen what fascism and racism does to the whole world. And we are somehow, you know, turning a blind eye to another issue that is now happening with the black people. And understand this. Today's racism is not just about the black community. It is also about anyone who comes from a specific ethnicity that is thought to be inferior in some way or some for some reason. 
It could be, you know, easily referred to certain Jewish backgrounds, could be referred to certain Muslim backgrounds, people of certain nationalities, uh, Indians, and many other types of people who are now being uh, harshly judged purely because they happen to be born in a family with that specific ethnicity. And that's just, you know, beyond me. So uh, the horrors of the 20th century, I believe, should act as a reminding lesson for us in the 21st to change the way we look at race, not only in America, but all over the world. And that requires us to actually understand what could be done about this issue. And I personally have two solutions. I believe that racism cannot be fought, especially using force. Now we've seen certain demonstrators are now looting, for example, are using violence. Now, personally, I'm against that. While I do believe that we should actually express our resentment towards the authorities who've allowed these things to take place in the U.S. and all over the world for so long, but using force and violence will not solve the problem of racism. We need to actually address this issue fundamentally, and I believe that the best way to do so is through education and globalization. So why are these two very important? Because unless we uh, you know, improve the level of awareness of the majority, we simply cannot protect the minority. You see, I repeat one more time, unless we uh, you know, bring into awareness the issue of racism for the majority, we simply cannot protect the minority. And that is why education is very important. Now, I'm very happy that now in the media, almost everybody talks about this issue and uh, it must be talked about because the voice must be heard. We have seen this happening again and again and again. People of, you know, color, they have to actually worry about their well-being just because they're going, you know, do their grocery shopping. What if a, you know, a cop stops by and asks, you know, for my, let's say, ID? And I'm trying to grab for my ID and the guy thinks I got a gun and they start shooting. This is just horrific to be mistreated and mistrusted just because you happen to be black or you happen to be Jewish or you happen to be, I don't know, Muslim or you happen to be Indian or whatever it is. It just makes no sense. And because of this, I believe that education is the foundation uh, for uh, you know solving this issue to help others realize what damage could be caused if we do not take the necessary steps required to actually resolve the issue and to make sure it never happens again. Other than that, of course, education is about being in, you know bringing to your awareness what it means to actually uh, be a good citizen what it means to make a contribution to your society, and what it means to actually cause harm. So by understanding our past and studying the history of humanity and to see what racism and slavery have done uh, basically to our past, we will then understand the consequences of an action and then we'll have the motivation to start doing something. So you're saying, well, Dan, this is very important. I get it. We need to educate ourselves about you know the issue of racism. So how are we going to do that exactly? Of course, now you're listening to my podcast. That's just the first step, but that's not enough. This very short talk is not going to change anything unless you actually use this as a stepping stone to begin uh, you know, improving your level of awareness about the issue of racism. There are many great works right now, uh, basically. And after this issue, now a lot of, you know, great books about the subject are now bestsellers again, which is, I think, something that I personally find fascinating because that's really what we need right now to improve the level of awareness. And why is it that the issue of race is not talked directly by the white, you know, uh, communities and what we can do about this matter? That's education. And more importantly, we can also improve our knowledge about law, about the legalities and the, the various political aspects of racism. And why is it that still as of today, we are seeing so much discrimination 
Again, this is not just about race. We're seeing the exact same thing across many other issues. We're seeing uh, you know, uh, people who are being mistreated just because they happen to be LGBT, or they happen to be Muslims, or they happen to be Jewish, or they happen to be, I don't know, Indians, or even in, in case of sexism, just because they happen to be a woman. So treating someone differently just because they happen to come from a different background or different ethnicity or even different gender or sexual orientation, all of these things are the result of a closed mind. And a, you know, way of thinking that it belongs to the Stone Ages and not the modern age. And education, of course, is the key to opening our eyes and becoming more open-minded. But then again, becoming open-minded itself is not enough if you lack empathy and, and personal reference experience of dealing with the minorities. Because I've had the, you know, the privilege of being around the world and having different types of friends and contacts. I happen to, you know, be friends with those who come from certain backgrounds, African Americans, for example, Jews, Muslims, Indians. Of course, I do have some, you know, friends who are from the LGBT community and I've seen uh, firsthand their struggles. And what we can, you know, uh, you know, talk about here is what is the right way for us to experience, you know, experience what it means to be, you know, a member of an African American community. And for us, those of us white people who do not have this, you know, uh, chance for, you know, to have this firsthand experience, then obviously we need to interact with those who are, which is why the second key is globalization. I really believe that without globalization, it becomes almost impossible to truly talk about racism, to truly uh, solve the problem. Because if you are living in your own country all the time, and if you are just, you know, hanging out with those who belong to your background from the same community, the same background, the same religion, the same color of skin, then of course, it just makes no sense for you to go out of your way to resolve the issue of racism because you don't have any experience. And once you have no experience, you rely on what? That's right, stereotypes. So African-Americans, well, be careful. They might be criminal. I don't know. Jews, well, they're out to take the world. Muslims, oh, they're all terrorists. Women, oh, you cannot trust them. LGBT, oh, they are going to destroy the value of marriage, and so on and so forth. But once you open up, and once you actually try to have many of these so-called minorities in, in, in your own life, as colleagues, coworkers, students, friends, uh, let's say uh, neighbors, only then you can begin to realize the truth. And the truth is very simple, that we're all people, and that most of our assumptions about other people you know, stem from their background, from their race, from the color of their skin, they are all rooted in misinformation, which is simply not at all true. And I believe that's why we need to look at this issue very seriously. You see, we need to start to open to people from different backgrounds. That itself will build our level of empathy for those who come from the, you know, certain minority groups. And more importantly, it'll allow us to truly feel what it means to be a stranger in your own land. Just imagine, just try to practice some empathy. Just perceive of yourself as a black person walking on the streets of whatever state or city you're walking in, and then just think about it. Anytime you see a cop, you feel that sense of fear. Oh my gosh, another cop. They're going to start questioning, God damn it, I'm, I'm late to work and I'm going to waste my meeting because of this guy, because, I, because I'm black. Just imagine what it feels like to be rushing towards work 
And just because you happen to be a black person, the moment you see the cops, you can no longer rely on your plan. Oh my goodness, I could just be stopped right now and I'll lose another 30 minutes of my time just because I'm black. And this issue, of course, can be resolved once we practice empathy. Once we white people put ourselves in the shoes of these black uh, individuals or other minority groups, only then we understand what it means to suffer and to feel the pain that they are you know, feeling. This issue requires empathy, not violence. Violence will not solve our problem. Empathy will. Violence will not solve our problem, but education will. And more importantly, the ultimate solution and the best way to you know, uh, somehow find a solution and to resolve this issue is to actually know what it means to, you know, be a member of you know, you know, minorities. And one of the best ways to do so, actually, one, one of the perhaps the most educational way to feel like a minority is traveling, which is why I'm so much against you know, the, the current uh, you know, plan that we have in our society where like, we have to work very hard until the age of, what, 55, 60, and then you're going to start traveling. It's too late. It is too late because when you're traveling age of 60, again, that's great. Once I am 60, I'll be definitely traveling as much as I'm tra traveling right now, perhaps even more, but that's a little bit too late because you are now missing on the education that comes with being a foreigner in a strange land and feeling like a minority. Only then you realize, oh my goodness, that's how African-Americans feel when they are actually walking on the streets of Chicago. The same way I feel when I'm walking, for example, as a white man in Tanzania uh, or, I don't know, in uh, Paris or whatever it is. So you, you feel that. You, you develop that sense of what it means to be a minority. And then you will develop empathy for those who are real minorities in your own society. More importantly, it expands your perspective about life. It makes you more open-minded because as you're traveling and you realize, well, not everybody in the world is like us. Not everybody in the world has American values. Maybe they're even against some of our values, but in reality, I can appreciate them. I can understand them. I can befriend them. I can work with them, or even I can marry them. These are all the things that you will then start developing as you begin traveling. So part of that you know, education that you want to have for yourself is being able to travel especially outside of your own country. That's called globalism. You need to you know, feel that there are many other ways to live your life than the way you're doing right now. And by embracing globalism, it becomes almost automatic to reject racism, dogmatism, patriotism, and all the other isms that unfortunately have poisoned our society today because we are not taking the time necessary to understand what it means to be a minority. And I believe that hopefully this, you know, major movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, hopefully will bring into awareness, not just for us, but for the whole world, what it means to care about one another, what it means to actually take this issue seriously, because this is not just about black people. The same people who have a negative perspective towards black communities they harbored the same beliefs towards other minorities, towards Mormons, towards uh, Indians, towards all the others. And we need to stop that because I myself, as a supporter of globalism and liberalism, I believe that we need to instill these liberal ways of thinking, which is why, then again, we need to put aside violence and embrace education as well as globalism 
to understand what it means to actually resolve this issue. And uh, we're all disheartened by this issue right now. And uh, the, the protests are currently continuing all across the U.S. And I've realized in some other countries, actually, they're following up with this movement as well. And that's really wonderful because uh, I would like this to be heard worldwide and uh, for this issue to be resolved um, globally and not just in the U.S. But ultimately, I think that what we need right now the most is empathy, education, and embracing globalism. And that, I think, is my wish for all of you listeners to figure out a way to do that. How could you practice more empathy towards those who might not necessarily have, you know, the whitest skins out there? Or from those who might not, you know, share your beliefs. And you're saying, well, Dan, I, I, I'm pretty okay with it. But can you actually, do you find it easy to talk to someone, work with someone, cooperate with someone who does not share your beliefs? If you are religious, could you have a good dialogue, a constructive conversation with somebody who is an atheist? If you are an atheist, can you have a friend who is a firm believer? If you are straight, can you actually tolerate having a friend who is part of the LGBT community and vice versa? If you are American, can you tolerate or deal with those who are supposedly, uh, you know, uh, the political, uh, basically, rivals of your country? Could you make friends in China? How about Russia? How about the Middle East? So ultimately, you want to figure out a way. And the way is, how can I start embracing the communities all over the world as a member of the same species? We are all humans. And it just makes no sense for us to create so much disparity and to believe in certain stories and narratives that are not founded in reality. And it's my wish to you listeners to start embracing this attitude, to expand your horizon, become open-minded, and understand that it is possible to have very good and productive relationships with members of all communities, ethnicities, races, religions, or non-religions. And because of this, you need to practice that open-mindedness. And as I mentioned earlier, you cannot change your belief through education alone. You need reference experience. And that comes not just from traveling, but by embracing globalism. And it's my wish to all the listeners that this will happen. So thank you very much for this very short, you know, short talk that hopefully uh, brought into your awareness the importance of dealing with this issue. And it is my deepest of all wishes that the death of George Floyd will not be forgotten as just another headline and that his death will begin a new movement that will then try to eradicate racism once and for all, not using violence or mere protests, but by changing who we are and the way we live and embracing education and globalism as means of fighting this disease and to curing it from our species once and for all. Thank you very much, guys. I wish you guys the very best. If you have any question, please feel free to contact me on the social media or directly on my website, and I'll be glad to answer all of your questions. Have a good one, and take care. Music.